lifepodcasts.fm. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. People are reshaping the mindset of the masses. Africa State of Mind. On this episode of Africa State of Mind, we're putting a spotlight on African music and African trailblazers. So we spoke to Asa Sika, who's the manager to one of Africa's biggest music sensations. That, of course, is David O. He says Africa needs to wake up to the fact that they are the biggest market consumer. People need to realize that with business, like whether it's music or economics or banking, the population of Africa, like the biggest signing for African music is that the Africans everywhere. There used to be 53 countries, now they're 54. Mm. Kenyan rapper and producer Blinky Bill told us what has held Kenya and other African musicians back. For a long time we thought that everyone else was dope. Nigerian artist and DJ DJ Kapi talked to us a bit about what it is that kind of upsets her when it comes to African musicians and entertainers representing us on international platforms. I still hear crazy stories about you know artists letting letting us down going to represent us in an international platform. They're showing up late they're not getting their things together you know, they're being unprofessional and it, it, it breaks my heart. But let's start the special podcast with her, DJ Kapi, known to her parents as Florence Ifiola Otodola, born in Nigeria but grew up in the United Kingdom. She told us about sexism and discrimination in the music and entertainment industry, but more importantly, how she still is in the front lines taking every battle one day at a time. Let's take a listen. I consider myself a full Nigerian now. What has been pinnacle to my brand is the fact that I'm international, yeah. which is a great thing. But really, my upcoming and my roots are Nigerian. And mm. when anyone asks, why is Kapi so hardworking? I really think that's the it's ethos of thing. it. Yeah. I grew up seeing my dad wake up at 5 a.m., go to the office, and he still does that to this day. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a very entrepreneurial environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you move at 12, you're... Most certainly not fully developed, but you've soaked in the essentials, you know? And Lagos is, you know, Leslie, (laughs) Lagos is a city like no other. It literally creates this hustle spirit in you. Lagos is survival of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. So from a very young age, you know, whether it's school, interacting with others in your network, you have to be tough. And I'm really appreciative and I would do the same with my children in the future when I have some. (laughs) Um, that it's important to really soak in your culture. Yeah. I think there's, you know, again, you're not from Nigeria, but you understand Nigerians, yes. which puts you in a very unique position. And yes, there's a lot of things that Nigerians do wrong, but there's a lot of things we do right. Mm-hmm. And I think we raise our children well, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And our core values are amazing because Nigerians are some of the hardest working people in the world. Yeah. No, that is true. I mean, and what you said about Nigeria, I wasn't even going to go on this path about how people have been raised well. I do love all of my Nigerian friends and people that I'm in touch with consistently motivate me because you guys just don't stop. It's kind of like, and more than anything, um, I also think that there's this, you know, when you said about being, you know, Nigerian, like to the core, to the core, obviously. I think that one thing that Nigeria does really well that the rest of the continent can learn from is just really pride in being where it is that you're from, regardless. Absolutely. You know? Do you, would you say, Leslie, that we do that better than anyone else on the continent? Better than anyone else on the continent? Nigerians, in terms of that, I feel you're similar to Americans in that regard. 
And okay, that's great, but it's also a little bit annoying. Listen, yeah. we're allowed to say that I'm Nigerian. Everywhere you go must be Niger, Niger, Niger. Uh-huh. Niger food. I'm oh Niger. God, like uh, we can't. It's like we don't want to adapt. You know, <laughs> we take over our space. Yeah. You know, which is great, but I also am putting myself in a situation. Hence, I travel the world. I also feel the need to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. And you know, off air we were talking about, you know, how it's really about the Cuppy brand being the right brand. As one of those tastemakers that can fuse, basically, you know, this whole Africa to the world thing we talk about. It's great saying that, but you're sitting at home, not doing anything. Just posting a hashtag. Yeah, and you're just sitting in your country. We also Mm. have a duty and a responsibility to take our cultures across so they Mm. know about them. And to be ambassadors of our continent, Mm. you know. Let's let's even like you you know I'm gonna do a bit of a rewind. I before I met you um, back in the day, it was so interesting the reputation you had. Oh my I've God. never spoken to you about this before, but it was like oh, oh, there's you know Leslie and Leslie is so oh she does things like in a really annoyingly proper way. <laughs> the Nigerians used to complain oh oh Leslie you have to email her you have to do everything through Leslie oh Leslie wants to do a final check oh no 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 Leslie isn't just gonna make it happen Leslie has to do due <laughs> diligence so you were really like someone that oh my God. decided to do things the right yeah. way and I think that was quite new to the mm-hmm. industry and I think that that is something that people have now adapted mm. but you know what it was like doing business in nigeria yeah. it was it was cowboy really, i mean you literally was like cowboy you had to adapt but you also had to be able to kind of like make sure that you kept you know like what you're saying yeah about put, your foot, the, down yeah, put your foot down which sometimes which people weren't happy about right Listen, people weren't happy about it but i think in retrospect the good thing it was it was that everybody kind of knew that i had everyone's best interest at heart so it was never a case of this person is more than another it was just a case of she's just extra you yeah know? But that's the thing. So I think that, you know, structure is a big thing, despite the hardworking yeah. bit. Structure is a big thing that I think we struggle with mm. as Nigerians. And me being Nigerian, I've decided to actually, I'm going to be a good example. Mm. I'm going to go global and give Nigerians a good reputation that we can do business. Mm. We can be straightforward. There's no stereotype that should live forever on. I agree. We can yeah. fight it. Now, Leslie, are my peers doing the same? I don't know because I still hear crazy stories about, Mm. you know, artists letting, letting us down, going Mm. to represent us in an international platform. Mm. They're showing up late. They're not getting their things together. Mm. You know, they're being unprofessional and it, it it breaks my heart because Mm. that also stops other people getting an opportunity. I mean, you've been in that position where you've Mm. had to book talent for very big platforms. Sometimes, do you not get disincentivized to help someone if of course i mean if, i think from the from that perspective i would always feel that I would give everybody a chance. But if you repeatedly kept letting us down, I just low-key would be like, okay, we can't actually work with them. Because they're gonna, yeah, because they're going to they're gonna hamper the entire show or the entire production. And it's on you. It's, it's on me at the end of the day. So so now, Kapi, you have like a... a you, so you have an all-female team that works yes, with you. Yes, woo! I'm so proud of that. Yeah. All-female team. So was that, was that on purpose? Was it, was it um, something that just happened? It actually wasn't really on purpose. So... Um, I had, I started off with other people and then I met Liz like seven years ago. And then you were actually there the day I met Mishu. 
oh, in New York. Yes, yes. Well, not not the day I met that, her, that, but the that period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Liz manages me in the UK. Mish manages manage me in the US. And then Marge, my new sort of Nigerian African manager, mm. um, is a female. So you know, it's not on purpose, but it's very much. And then someone else was like, "Oh, how come you have only you know black females working for you?" Because if you come to my right. office, it's mm. very you know, it's like, I call it positive discrimination. Mm. Because for me, as a young black woman myself, as an entrepreneur, I have seen the blockages we get. Mm. Even Leslie, like, you won't believe, I mean, you saw my gra- my bl- my brand grow. Mm. I still go to performances and they're still telling me, oh, are you sure you know how to DJ? Do you want a guy to come and help you? Gender inequality is a big thing mm. and it doesn't change with success. And mm. it really upsets me when women think it's going to go away. You have to just learn to always, always push. I don't sit down and complain about it. I just accept the fact that it's something that, it's something that exists. And I surround myself with people that empower me and mm-hmm. people like myself empower me. I love having a young team. I love having a team that are also building their own ideas, have their own ambitions, you know, and, um, it's so funny because a couple of I've had really interesting meetings with big label people. You know when you get to that I'm stage, I'm sure you've been getting offers. With I have been getting offers, yeah. and you know a lot of people have said, "Well, with the team, you, I'll be honest. You know, you're my big sis. Mm. Oh, with the team you have, you know, you're never going to be able to go to the level you could go to because their argument is you need, you know, those key guys that have been at it for years. Um, you know, maybe the guys in the offices." Um, who tend to be, you know, sort of white old men. And I definitely, I've always been someone to beat to my own drum. I feel like already what the Cuppy brand is doing is different. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think I need to take away from myself or from my team. Mm -hmm. Some of the crazy ideas we've had. For example, you spoke about my party, Cactus. Yes. Cactus. Which group? We should just let people know. It started in the UK, yes. and I think you've just had your f- just, your second one in yeah Lagos? in Nigeria. So I yeah. literally just recently, a few weeks ago, I had Easter, and it was crazy. Yeah. It was amazing. So Cactus came in the UK because I could not get a gig. You're kidding! I promise you. So yeah. I went to London, and I really wanted to play Afrobeats. But this was a couple of years back before Afrobeats was what it was. And I would go to gigs and they would say, okay, cool, you can play a bit of hip hop, but we don't want any African music. And, you know, I did a few gigs, I'm not going to lie, you know. And then it got to the point where I started feeling very inauthentic. Mm. So I went to this venue and I said, oh, I would love to throw a party. You know, I got some partners together, everything, you know, everything they require of you. And the minute I said that my crowd was African, it was like a no. And they went with another party that didn't even offer mm. offer as much as I did. Mm. And that made me realize, wow, there's people actually blocking our culture mm. from That's reaching its its yeah. heights. So I decided to, I was like, you know what? Oh, you don't want me to do your roof party? I'm going to make my own. And it's phenomenal the way God works. You know, mm. now the same people are like, oh, can we partner on Cactus? It's amazing how it works. So a lot of the things I've done, a lot of the doors that have been opened for me have been through disappointments, mm. you know? And you've had quite a few disappointments, um, oh. which people don't know about. Oh. I, I, if it's okay that I share of the, the Budweiser one. Yes. So I remember you were I really called excited. You to, you I was called upset, me yeah. to say that you were upset. Um, yeah. And that was just, maybe I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, so I had an amazing opportunity um, with, well, you've said the brand name, with Budweiser to do an influential deal to travel the world as yeah. a DJ. 
And I was really excited, had the contracts, everything. This was uh, only like three years ago. And it was actually, I know they're doing amazing things in Africa now, but mm. this was an international campaign. That was before they'd actually hit yeah. the continent. Yeah. Yes. So it was coming from America and they email after we've planned everything, they email back saying, so actually we sent my, I think we sent my passport for the flights mm. and they emailed us back saying, Kapi is 24 years old. <laughs> this can't work. Yeah. You're not allowed yeah. to advertise an alcohol brand if you're not 25. And it's almost like my heart just mm. sunk. Yeah. I thought, wow, what is going on? I, mm. I had this whole plan. This was going to be my big international break, you know, but I like to, you know, obviously move forward and yeah. say some pretty cool stuff has happened. Yeah. You know, I've been a Pepsi ambassador for two years since then. And, you know, I've, I've worked with several other brands and now I'm at least 25. So now so it's like, okay, guys, now nothing you can is take stopping me. me. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, it's like when one door closes, another opens, mm-hmm. you know, even let's be honest, cause, you know, again, this is you. Um, you know, even with Copy Takes Africa, that mm-hmm. was a big challenge yeah, for me. Yeah. You know, shout out to you, Leslie. You were on the phone with me at <laughs> God knows what time. I was like, Leslie, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're going to figure out. Because you helped me a lot with it after it was kind of shot. And there was a lot of stuff. And, you know, even though you said that, you literally were also one of the producers, essentially, because you were able to get me my platform and also structure it for me. Because... Um, you know, we're all learning. Mm. TV was something I didn't know about. And it actually, you know, at some point it was one of the most viewed shows, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It, it was. really did so well. I mean, you know, <laughs> with all of that, I guess it's, um, there's two types of people in the world. There's one, uh, you know, and this is a broad generalization who, when challenges come, it's like they get stuck in that moment. And then there are others who just keep going. So with regards to, um, with, with just with all of that, what, what kind of keeps you motivated to keep going? Cause I literally, for all the time I've known you, I'd never actually heard you like sad. It's so weird <laughs> to even say sad and copy in the same sentence. But the day you were talking about the Budweiser, I literally thought to myself, I'm like, Oh my gosh. This, I'm this like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is not the copy I know, you know? So what, what is it that keeps you pushing and going forward? Um, yeah. That's, um, that's a really good question. You know, I believe that, um, you know, not to go too much into religion, but, you know, when you feel like you have been chosen for a certain position mm-hmm. in your life and it's your calling, you just learn to go with the ropes, you mm-hmm. know? So if the same scenario happened again now that I'm more comfortable and confident, you know, I probably wouldn't be as sad, but all those situations have strengthened me. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, we probably have to catch up as well off air. Yeah, definitely. We Worst have things have happened since then. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Doors have closed. Yeah. Doors have been bolted. Yeah. I.e. Co- Someone said to me, copy, you will never be booked for this festival ever. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, we need to chat about that. Yeah. Um, a couple of people, you know, things have really happened and I've had to really, you know, trust the fact that I'm going on this journey mm. and trust the fact that there is a process and there's someone behind it who is God for me. Mm. You know, we all have to learn to be fluid. And, you know, as I'm getting older and you've obviously, you're much more mature than me, but you realize that you just have to trust the process. Mm. And honestly, I was saying earlier um, to someone, I could literally be making more money than I make if Mm -hmm. I, you know, 
let's keep it 100. I literally have a very successful family. My dad mm-hmm. is very entrepreneurial. I could work with my dad. I'd probably make a lot more money and have a lot mm-hmm. more sleep. But I You're love... Like I have a lot more sleep. <laughs> I love what I do. Yeah. You know, it's like you, yeah. why have you been in entertainment and media for so many years? You have so many options, mm-hmm. but you love what you do. So it's not about money. Mm-hmm. Money is not the motivation here. It's passion. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to take my passion and turn into a profession mm-hmm. you know it's great having a passion but you can't sit at home hungry with no roof over yep. your head so you have to get that balance mm-hmm. and there's some days you wake up and you're like yes i love what i do and i'm sure you agree there's some days you're some like some days when it's like four i want to like, oh, i want to change my, my career so yeah. you know i think it's important because of social media i get so worried leslie that sometimes you know we're we're creating this fake facade and that's why i i you know anyone that follows me on instagram will know that I'm also very, I like to be human. Mm. You know, for every super glam picture, there's me without makeup. Mm. There's me dancing, being silly. I don't think I'm the best dancer in the world. I don't think I'm the best singer in the world. There's me learning things because self-development is important. Yeah. Wise words from DJ Cuppy. Self-development is really important. We also spoke to rapper and producer Blinky Bill, who's currently putting Kenyan modern music on the map globally. He spent the first phase of his musical career as the front man of Just a Band, a Kenyan collective of self-proclaimed super nerdy artists who gained themselves a global audience with their electronica-infused African funk. He touched on the impact of African music on the globe. He spoke to us about his adventures as a solo performer. In the beginning, I was nervous because Mm. it always used to be like you could bounce ideas off of someone. Mm. And there's also strength in numbers in the sense that we can present if an idea succeeds or if it fails, like... It can be attributed to the group. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot more success than there was failure, but there was failure mm-hmm. in some levels, uh, as is uh, as you'll always find in these kinds of mm. groups. But now, I think the, just the courage to start doing my thing and be like, this is my idea, this is... I don't. I feel like it's not existing in the world and I need to see it exist. Mm-hmm. And just taking that risk has been something that I was a bit afraid of, but now I'm super happy to do it yeah. because it's like I can see that it's getting traction. Yeah. And definitely. it's like it's finding its own wings. Mm. And it's, it's for me it's like, yes, keep going. Mm. And also I'm I'm also not afraid of if ever there's a need to to start something else mm. and do it from scratch again because you know Life is about adventure. Definitely. Yeah. And now just with regards to, um, you know, I don't know where you're, where you, what your thoughts are around this, but, um, so when you look at just the band and also the music that you make as a solo artist, um, on your own, it's very different to what is traditionally or untraditionally known as what African African music music. is meant to sound like. And I'm sure you get asked this all the time. time. It's like, people, you know what I mean? It's very different from that. And, um, I think perhaps one of the biggest differences is back then versus now is right now there's such a global attention towards African music. It's crazy. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. like, you know, what's going on. Yeah, type exactly. thing. So what are your thoughts around the way that African music is the classification of African music where your sound is concerned? And how do you answer those kind of questions? You know, because now all of a sudden the whole world is Afrobeats. I'm like, no, guys, oh, yeah. it's not, everyone's not Afrobeats. Exactly. And also everybody that you call Afrobeats is not Afrobeats. Exactly. So, you know, like, because I've always looked at, and this might this might help people understand. 
It's because sometimes when you come from a small country, mm. because we consume a lot of music from different places, we have a very different outlook from someone who's from a big country who's mm. always consumed things that was their own. Mm. So it's like if an American who's always consumed American music per se gets exposed to things that they're not familiar with, they're like, oh, okay, what is this? Let's give, either we, we like it or no. But for us who've grown up listening to all these eclectic sounds, mm. we've just always been True. open. So if I look at uh, people like who NERD, for example, mm. who have always explored a lot of sounds, or you look at George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelics, mm. or you look at um, anyone from around the continent like Fela Kuti, or guys who have just been open to explore sounds, for them it's not a new thing. Like we we. We don't even want to fit into that classification of this is like it's just music. Mm. And there was that for a long time, there was that thing that this is world music, but that's just lumping everyone that. in the yeah. same box. Mm. And so, a very, unf very unfair to put a rapper and an electronic musician from mm. the continent in the same box. Mm. And I think in the future, there's going to be a lot more openness because now people, like, there's mo a, a lot of these scenes are talking to each other. Mm. And if, if not on the grand scale, on a smaller scale, but it's, it's always going to grow. Mm. So I was talking to someone in Lagos this weekend and they were saying, man, I look at my email sometimes and I can't believe that people who are reaching out to me that was for so much no no, no, no was no, okay. uh, skills ah okay wow dope. I, I was like I can't believe the yeah. the people who are hitting me up for collaborations yeah. now and because there was a time when we never used to be relevant mm. and we never used to sure. be a part of the conversation yeah that is so crazy. Uh, the reason why I said it was Shoma Jose is because in my mind, I can actually, just knowing where her energy is at and where your energy is at, I'm yeah. just like, in my mind, I'm like, I hope that you're going to be like, we're going to be doing a collaboration I, together. I, yeah, I saw, I saw her this weekend. Yeah. We, we talked. And I think I think she's very dope. Yeah. She, she's Actually, wh when, what's it called? When she released Huku, yeah. she sent it to me to yeah. help her push it to radio stations yeah. in in Nairobi and I did. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's a, a matter of time. We'll just see how it goes. But at, at the very least, we know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, let's also just talk about the culture and the, the, the culture with regards to music in Kenya. Yeah. I'm trying to find the most, you know, way of answering, asking this. But it's like, I almost feel as though um, when you think about uh, Kenya, mm -hmm. um, in terms of location, it's so strategic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the impact that it has on what goes on around the rest of the, com the continent from a political perspective, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the economy, it's one of the stronger economies within the continent, yeah. you know? But in terms of the music, I feel as though Kenya has not had the same kind of impact yeah. and the impact that it should have had, yeah. you know, or should be having around the continent. Why do you, you know, there've been artists like, you know, yourself and, and, and Salty Soul and such who have done well, but yeah. it's not 
a large mass of people yeah. it's like a really small group of people is yeah. that because of the way is it do you suppose is it from a government support perspective what do you think it is because it's not a lack it's not for a lack of dopeness it's yeah, just exactly it's, it's not, such a weird I like, thing to I like, explain i like that it's not a, for a lack of dopeness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the thing is this is Uh, and this, there was a big argument the other day about playing Kenyan music. And one of now the disadvantages that we've had mm. is for a long time we thought that everyone else was dope. So, you know, that thing where it's like if a big song is big in South Africa, it's big in Kenya. If a song mm. is big in Congo, it's big in Kenya. If yeah. a song is big in Jamaica, it's big in mm. Kenya. And all these guys you mentioned, like, just from conversation with a lot of different artists, they'd be like, man, I like that Kenyan, the Kenyan public mm. loves my stuff. So they'll come, they'll be able to yeah. come to Nairobi and they can play to a big mass mm. and people know their stuff. Mm. Like who, Sanel, Sanel Musician played a few weeks ago and it was packed like crazy. The problem has been that for a long time, that like there hasn't been that balance where we see ourselves mm. where or you have to be what's it called stamped by someone else mm. for you to be like oh That's they're dope. dope yeah and it's it's a mix of like government policy and a mix of like radio uh, like those percentages mm. of how much local content is played and so all these things have affected that critical mass that could be like yo we are supporting this because it's Kenyan and we're supporting this because it's dope so a lot of these artists who you're talking about have been lone, lone rangers in a sense mm. where exactly. they went they went without necessarily the fuel that comes from your home mm. ground sure yeah. and I think about artists who've gone there's an artist who died this year he's called Ayubo Gada. And he did a song that was sampled on Kanye West's uh, album that came out last year. The song Yikes. Oh, okay. Was that a Kenyan sample? There was a Kenyan sample. Crazy. Yeah. Cra it was crazy to me that even Kenyans don't know that this is a Kenyan. Like, it, I've never, I've re very rarely heard it on radio. It's mm -hmm. almost like a collector's item. Mm -hmm. And. That's the thing is like I think in the future it's gonna be different because there's a lot more pride in in us because there's way more Kenyans doing a lot of dope stuff on a global stage. Mm. So you have no choice but to, to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's that's been one of the biggest struggles where we have been like just doing it because mm. we love it and we're good at it, but mm. without that thing of th that pride thing that's yeah. like that pushes it yeah. sure i really do hope that it changes because <laughs> the level of dopeness in kenya no, it's, i mean across it's, the board it's across the like board. the energy i feel like in kenya like the energy is so different to anywhere else within the continent when it comes to music it's so eclectic yeah. there's just like a, a whole other you know it's like a whole other vibe like in ways that you can't even describe you know exactly and that's what i say it's like a group like just a band yeah could have existed in very few African countries, yes. if we're just going to be honest. Yes, very true. We also caught up with Asa Sika, who manages David O. Asa is extremely passionate about African music and artists. He's 
pretty much one of the people that is behind the huge drive of Nigerian music going global and is all about wanting Team Africa to win at all times. In terms of his line of work, he obviously sees African artists making a lot of kind of weird decisions when it comes to getting into the limelight. So naturally, I asked him what the worst deal he ever witnessed was. An artist in Nigeria signed an EP deal with somebody. I haven't seen the papers, like you said, yeah. but I was like, bro, you have one of the biggest... Afrobeat songs that yeah. they say right now. Like, why the hell did you sign this deal? Yeah. Because the one song of the EP that did really, really well blew up organically. Yeah. So it's kind of thing where, like, the label couldn't come to you and say, this song did well because of our push. Yeah, so you were already in the running. Yeah. So, so I'm like, why did you do this? And then later on, six months later, that's just realized and it's like, oh, I hate this label. Why they, oh, they're messing up. I'm mm. like, no, no, but doesn't a gun to your head when you sign this deal. Yeah. You sign this deal because you thought it was the move. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with us in general, where like we feel as if like to solidify or arrive into certain things. Yeah. It's like, for example, um, techno song Pana. Yeah. One of the biggest Afrobeat songs ever. Yeah. They did this. I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I've not seen the papers. Yeah. But what we were told is that they did a single deal for that song. Obviously, the plan was to push the song abroad, do remixes, do this. Do this. We heard, oh, Nicki Minaj is doing a remix. Oh, Nicki Minaj is a remix of it? No, we heard. Oh, we like heard. I said, okay, I okay. But what's the biggest version of the song till today? The original it's version. It's the original version. So I'm Correct, like, yeah. guys, do you actually realize that you're cutting yourself short when you come and say, or you need to like, Put your music on set. You need to like. You need a remix from someone that was popping in America, like because like I told you because like, maybe Africans are doing Americans a favor. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there are fifty-four countries in Africa. People yeah. don't count. Like people need to realize, like with business, like whether it's music or economics or banking, the population of Africa, like the biggest signing for African music is that the Africans everywhere. Yeah, there used to be fifty-three countries. Now they're fifty-four, mm. and those fifty-four countries are. Like, the people from those countries are spread all over the world. Mm. I remember, like, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but ages ago, there was a certain Sarkodi show. Sarkodi is a huge rapper from yeah, Ghana. Yeah, yeah, He did a show in New York. Yeah. And that was, like, me and David's, like, we have to do this. Mm. And this was, like, back... This was, this was like, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Why could he do that? There are so many Ghanaians in New so York. True, yeah. So it's the kind of thing where I'm like, guys, identify your markets fix your markets, do your thing. Yeah. Because you're not popping in North Carolina doesn't mean you cannot pop in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because think about like in America, there's some artists yeah. who cannot get a booking in New York. Yeah. they can do a show in Atlanta every day. Which is all good, yeah. Yeah. Because like, if you look at, for example, um, Gucci Mane. Mm. Before Gucci Mane became a pop star. Mm. Gucci Mane was an icon in Atlanta. Mm. Gucci Mane didn't have, like all these like Bruno Mars and all this stuff is blase, blase. He was good. Mm. And he had a cult, like, I don't know what if you guys know what this thing is, like, in America, this thing called First Day Out. Yes, 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 yeah. Go and watch Gucci Mane's First Day Out. Sure. He was good. Yeah. So, all this, doing songs with all these people is just the next step. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. So, the kind of thing where, like, I feel as if I don't need anyone, cosigns are good, like, don't, like, don't, like, misquote me and say, like, cosigns are amazing. Yeah. 
Like, but they're like a cherry on, I guess what you're saying is that they're the icing on the cake. Yeah. They're not the core of who you are. Like, as, no one is going to co-sign if you're not popping. Of course, yeah. You need to do your Because they're, yeah. they're not doing your favor. Yeah. It's not like NATO who's doing your favor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that family. Now, yeah, that's family. So that's different. There's yeah. no... It, no it's one is gonna it's beneficial, yeah. Horrible stuff or yeah. like stuff that they don't see potential in. Because mm. I don't know if they like it's a bad look on them. They're like, oh, yeah. you said this. It's like in Nigeria, for example. Now we have this thing called the alter scene, yeah. which is like alternative music. Yeah, and they're like gradually building and building and building and yeah. building. So like they've had a few concerts. So like for example, this guy called Ojunsi. Yes, yes, yes. Name is on his album. Yeah, and for example, the reason why names on his album is. If you actually have followed David's career before David became the mainstream guy, David David's favorite artist, he would he would never say this to you. Yeah. David actually likes pop music. Yeah. So like for example, Chris Brown's one of his favorite artists. Yeah. So I'm like, David, I feel as if this record <laughs> is like uh I won't say Jay Z and Nas, but I'll say it's like uh Jay Z and Linkin Park. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're co signing a different market. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, like, Linkin Park isn't what you see. But I'm like, listen, yeah, do a song with this guy now. Trust me, in a year, you'd be, like, yeah. be like, oh, thank God. It's like, Odunsi was on tour in the UK when we were on tour. I went to a show in Manchester, and, and so, like, even Odunsi didn't know we were coming. Like, so it's like, I just think, I just tell you, like, God is so important and all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, Odunsi show went to me on some other day, and so I went to some other day. Something came up, blah, blah. We had to change dates. Boom, my show's on the same day. Mm. So I messaged Odunsi's manager. I'm like, oh, we're in Manchester. We have a show same day. Mm. I want to come to the show. Don't tell him we're coming. Mm. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. And I, I, I actually think till, till this day, she might not believe it, but or she might not even accept it, but I believe that she doesn't think we're going to come. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm outside, come outside. Mm. And then we pull up at the show and like, we're standing, like, we're in the crowd. So mm. like, no one actually knows we're there. Mm. And then he, that record comes on and David walks into the crowd and I feel as if like, so for Odunsi, like, Odunsi is a producer, engineer, and mm-hmm. artist. Same thing as David. So it's kind of thing where like, even though David didn't really know his music, he was like, this guy is basically... What he is, but to another kind yeah. of market. So it's kind of thing where like, oh, I really like this guy. And what's crazy about it, I was like, Odunsi went to school with David's creative director mm. in the same class. Crazy, yeah. So it's kind of thing where, like, it starts with aligning in a funny way. Mm. Let's make it work. Mm. Um, Odunsi has this amazing record with this group of guys in Lagos called DRB. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. DRB are, like, the pioneers of this whole alter movement. So it's kind of thing where... Are I'm you like, about to sign Odunsi for real? I wanted to with manager. <laughs> his manager fucked up. But... But it's kind of thing where like I knew the way you're like because the only person I've seen you speak with heart about David and like Odunsi's like Odunsi's no, no, no. like like no I don't want, <laughs> no at this point in time like I don't even want to do business with him like I just believe his movements no 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 I know I'm playing with you yeah okay Asa I want to know something right so um we, like to take this conversation for people perhaps who are not familiar with the Nigerian music industry yeah. right and everything because like there are a few people that you know I speak to and sometimes people say to me I want to go to Lagos and da 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 and there's this I whole idea La- Lagos yeah, La- yeah. Lagos <laughs> they want to get there and they're like you know people are going to land up there and I hear it from different parts of the continent different you know different people 
And people are just like, oh, they can't wait to go there. And there's an idea that if you walk down the street, you're going to pass David. If you walk past other street, WizKid is chilling in the cut. If you go there, Tia yeah, Savage is at the yeah, club. No you know, it's like, there's like, a real, yeah. because when you listen to the, when you listen to the way that all of these artists, like your people have now branded Nigeria and Lagos, for example, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody has this idea. And you know how many times I've had to tell people, I say, Guys, you don't just arrive and meet people. It's like, no, but <laughs> have a let, let, you know, let me tell you the problem, yeah? They go to Nigeria in December. Yeah. So, in, um, Nigeria, I mean, Africa in general. Yeah. December's popping. December is the time. Yeah. So, so like, Lagos, so, okay, yeah, so basically, Lagos is at LA. Yeah. You go to one Loki see Chris Brown. Yeah. You go to Kuloki cool see David Yeah. So, you go to Nigeria in December. You see oh, everyone. Oh, Migos, Migos got a show in Nigeria. Then Quillox with David O. Yeah. Bonoboy's headline concerts. Where's the other party? Quillox. Yeah. Um, Ubanji's doing something. Where's the other party? 57. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where like, if you actually don't have your head screwed on properly, yeah. you can you can mess Lose up your, your mind. whole life. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're finished. Like, Fresh off the boat. I, like, <laughs> I've had friends here yeah, who'll be like, oh, I want to go back to Nigeria. I'll be like, bro, give me two more weeks. <laughs> It's not, it's actually, Wait until like, after New Year's. Like, like, it's not going to be like this. I, I'm in Nigeria. Now. Where am I right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of, so it's kind of, so it's kind of thing where like, I'm like, with anything in life, there's a balance. Yeah. Like, and this is like, no, like downplaying Nigeria or anything like. Yeah. It's just like the people need, cause it's like, for me, I guess it's just to say it's not downplaying. It's yeah. just that it's so crazy that the way that the music industry has branded Lagos, like, on another level that people no, literally no, Lagos is popping listen literally I, I mean like you are from Uganda and yeah. I was, you know I was in Uganda for New Year's yes I know and I wasn't happy okay let's continue off because, because I was like if I was in Lagos right now yeah. you know be happy I mean shout out to Antibia International Airport please Asa don't be dissing my country no, I, I said shout out to you know, but my point my point my point my point now yeah is like Lagos became Lagos because people put in work yeah and because artists branded, like, that's yeah. the thing. I think that the music industry in Lagos has, in Nigeria, sorry, has literally branded Nigeria as, like, I feel as though your government, whoever the next president is going to be, because we're we have, waiting how for many, How many more hours? Um, yeah. 54 more hours. <laughs> to no, find 44. out. Yeah, but whoever it is going to be, I feel as though that in terms of government, that they literally have to pay the artists because yeah. more than anything, that's when you think of too. Nigeria being the center of everything, it's the artists that have made it this, you know? Yeah. Like, I've heard of people who have good lives. Like, even some people here in SA, they're like, they move up here. Like... You know, and not not in a bad way. I mean, I guess it's like it's in Lagos. It's like literally. I always hear people talk about if you can make it in New York. No, guys, if you can make you it can in Lagos, Lagos yeah. that's the that is the I mean, like, um, test. Mafikuzolo and Mikasa can tell you. Yeah, because <laughs> Mafikuzolo and Mikasa are the two people that me I know from this region yeah. that at least they enjoy Lagos a little bit. Yeah, like no matter what, like you've had the AKA the Casper, the Ricky Rick. Mm. But Mafikuzolo and Mikasa have, have made money from Nigeria. So, so how much? Okay, let's talk about money, right? Yeah. And the Nigerian music industry, because that's another thing, right? Yeah. There's all this like idea that people are getting paid in dollar, like money is flowing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, off the top of your head, who would you say are the top five highest earning um, Nigerian artists? Like legit, not these ones that are hyping, and you don't have to give us their numbers. Mm. 
And I know David is there because David, oh, David, oh, David, oh, David, I mean, if, if 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 David was making twenty thousand, if you and David were making twenty thirty thousand a week when you guys were twenty one, I don't even want to know what you're making now. And that was off one single, no, so two. two singles. Oh yeah. my bad. Look at you know. But how much? Like, who would you say? Like, real talk are the top five um, most selling artists in Nigeria, highest selling artists in Nigeria. Well, people who make the most amount of money. Because sales obviously don't happen in Nigeria in that way, but people who no, make but I money. Think people, yeah, sales don't happen in Nigeria, yeah. but like obviously, like we outside have, of we have DSPs now, yeah, so like yeah. iTunes, Spotify, yeah. so like obviously, like as we all know, people don't whisk it aside. Yeah. All I'm the service. So okay, so okay, let's break it down slow, huh? So the top, you would say David O, one of the yeah, top. but then I like, but thing about it is like because of the way Afrobeat has been represented. Yeah. I actually enjoy removing David and Wizkid from these conversations. Okay, cool. Okay, so so okay, so just so people know, you did not say that David and Wiz are not making oh, they're money. Making they're the making the most money. Bank. They're making the most money. Yeah, of course. That's a whole other thing. So outside of them, which five artists would you say are legit making money in Lagos? In Nigeria, sorry. The Banj, because the Banj is the king of finessing. Yeah. Timaya. Yeah. Flavor. Uh-huh. Olamide. Uh-huh. Um, Tua Savage. Uh-huh. Fino. Mm-hmm. How many have I said now? Six. Who else would I say is making money, money, money? Uh, uh, I said to Maya, I said three of us, I said to uh, I said to Maya. Uh, Simi, Files. I'm just throwing out names of people who are yeah, like files Burner. Because, fa- oh, shit. <laughs> Burner Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Renovo is Renovo is A1 at the moment Yeah We thank God Yeah Because he, he put in work Yeah Can I can I just take a break Sorry I know my producer's like This is the most like Unorthodox interview But nonetheless mm. So you know I have to tell a very funny story About Burner And Takisa You're going to appreciate this story It is so funny So when I was working uh, At Channel O I don't know if you remember the story mm-hmm. I was working at, at Channel O and stuff And that's where we No I met you before I started yeah. hitting up Channel O So we, like and literally, um, there was a there was a feature that we used to do on Channel O called Introducing, right? And Burner Boy announced his age yeah. on the Introducing. I will never forget. Like, I'm sitting in Joburg. I get a call from Lagos, like, literally. And Asa's like, it's like, Lee, come on. Now, how old is this guy? Like, it was literally, everybody was shocked at his age. But, you know crazy but hold this? on, hold on. And then it got so much worse because I think he's about a year younger than Wiz or something like that, right? He's a year younger than Wiz and David or something crazy like that. So everybody was like, they're looking at Mr. Like to party. They're like, no, there's no way this guy's this age. The person who was the most upset about this was Asa. Like, Asa, I think you called me like five times. And then Asa, it was so, like, you literally became, it became so serious that you went to look for a yearbook (laughs) to confirm. You're like, what school did he go to? You found a yearbook and you're like... Okay, he's this age. Like yeah, that was the craziest yeah. story. Like with it's Bruno, crazy, like, everybody didn't realize that he was like literally. No, like a kid. trust me, yeah. Even me, like trust me, yeah. One of my best friends. Yeah. Shout Tito. Yeah. So me and Tito went to primary school together. Yeah. So the school went to primary school together. Yeah. Had a secondary school. Yeah. Tito went to that school. I didn't go to the school. Yeah. Tito was the year below me. Yeah. But some from stars aligned were like he was one of my really good friends. Yeah. Tito goes, oh. You know he went to the same school as me, so Burner. I, yeah. So that's yeah. how. So that's how I got the yearbook. <laughs> you were like, and I was like, wow, this guy is actually younger than me. <laughs> and that's but that's thing about it, like, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah, you can't say like. And yeah. like, I remember like yesterday, me and you mm-hmm. had this conversation with somebody, and somebody was like, oh, I need a book, Burner boy for this, and I'm like, listen here, yeah, 
there's a stage in everybody's career, whether it's John Legend mm. or Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton mm. or R. Kelly or whoever it is, where you act up. Mm. And the guy's like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, yeah. There's a point in your career where like, you've worked so hard to get yourself to this level and you're finally at that level. Mm. You are going to misbehave. You're going to act mm. up. And like, going back to my point about me and David before, I was like, listen, we never thought this music thing was going to get to this way. Yeah. We're kids. Unfortunately, at that point, for us, as just a manager, we're like in the same age bracket. We're going to, we're mm. going to misbehave. Like, I know how many times I'll go to people and I'll be like, listen, someone will be like, someone comes to me and be like, oh, I'm like, bro, I was 21. I was making this amount of money every week. I was meant to act up. Mm. The reason why I believe where I, I am today is because I got all of that in my system early. Mm. Like, I've done business, made money, lost money, built it back up. So kind of thing I'm like, bro, I know the pros and cons of all this stuff. Mm. I've been able, like, I've been blessed to be allowed to do it. Mm. So the kind of thing where, like, for example, like, and Burner Boy's case is very, very, very pe- peculiar because, like, Burner Boy's music is not typical Afro. I mean, it's Afrobeats. But it's like, is like it's a different flavor yeah. altogether. Yeah. So there's an appeal in the sense where, like, because the thing about Burner Boy's music is like, if you look, if you listen to it, there are elements of jazz, yeah, a little bit of pop yeah. here and there. But didn't his dad used to tour with yep. Fela Kuti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, stars align. Yeah. Funny things like one of the reasons why Burner's music might be the way it is because mm. his grandpa rubbed. Actually, no, his dad is grandfather. His grandfather, yeah. Rubbed off on him in a certain way. Yeah. You never know when he was seven years old. He had um, yellow fever and he yeah. rubbed. Like so, it's kind of thing where like. You just don't know. God knows how he does this thing. It's like, there's this artist in Nigeria called Iniola mm. that makes... She's do- she's really big in SA as well. Yeah, yeah. I know. She, that's why I said her name. She's, yeah. She's she's queen of Nigeria in here. Yeah. Like, so she works with a friend of mine called Saz. Yeah. Who I think is the dopest producer He's from Nigeria. He's dope, yeah. Like, I'll die, I'll die 10 times and come back and say Saz is the dopest producer yeah. here. Hey, so, see Cosign, see Cosign. No, some people are going to vex for me yeah. and say, ah, He's like, whatever, but yeah, then, yeah. That's my nigga. Yeah. But then, it's kind of thing where like, things are set up in certain ways. Like, I might be Michael Jackson here and be nobody here. Yeah. So it's kind of thing where like, Nino, okay, like for example, like, last year, what's the last year? Or two years ago, If I'm Fall did amazingly well in SA. 2017. When 2019, Fall is on the Billboard charts in America. Sure, Crazy. Yeah. So like, I don't, like I don't, like so sometimes me and David have conversations about like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm like, it's a completely different market. Yeah. Like, the David we know in SA is not the David we know in Atlanta. So it's kind of thing where like, my point is, what's that saying again about hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work? Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean I mean I mean that's one thing. That's the but that's the, the definite thing that I can say about with regards to David. Without a doubt, his yeah. hard work, his work ethic is oh, crazy. No, 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 no. You guys, yeah. Nah. Yes, I'm almost saying yesterday. Like so, like we um so we came to SA to be part of the panel the, for the roast the, of the roast AKA. AKA. Yeah. And when we got the offer, it was kind of thing where like they was like, I haven't been to SA in ages. I just want to go to SA. Mm. And to me, because I came to SA in November with my friends, like I had mm. this high school reunion until mm. we came to SA. So I was like, it's not that deep. He was like, I just want to come. So I was like, okay, if I can get a club gig that makes sense, mm. we'll go. So we got a club gig, took the booking and everything. 
and they were just like, ah, I used to be in SA, blah, blah. Did the club gig on Friday, went Tabu on Friday. We did um, Vanity in Pretoria on Saturday. Mm. And then, so I wake up in the morning and I can hear music playing and I go downstairs. And I'm so in the hotel. Mm. I go downstairs and David's recording. I'm like, Oga, please go and sleep. <laughs> and he's like, no, I found this producer here. And, and what's crazy about it to me is like, there's this record that I think is probably going to be one of the biggest records of his career. Video short, song is ready. And he's like, no, I can still make this song better. Wow. And he's he's hearing, oh, so open your Dropbox. You know, I put the data in your Dropbox, download this, down, and David is like calling producers in Nigeria saying, send me this, send me this, send me this. And I'm like, this is somebody that has videos that have a hundred million views over. He has he signs a major record. And label. he's still like, hungry. Like yeah. he's like remove the music even. He's good. And he's still doing all of this. Mm. So it's the kind of thing where like I feel as if like even you're the most even if you're the most how do I put this without people mistranslating. Like if, if you're 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 basically the most hard work will always pay off one day. Mm. Might not pay off to the extent you want, but it will. Because there's so many times where I'm like, ah, David, let's go and sleep. Mm. And they will be like, give me 30 minutes more. Mm. And those 30 minutes like yeah. have changed our lives. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where I'm like, God and hard work. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It makes it easier for people to find us. We're on Facebook, Africa State of Mind, or Twitter, Africa State Mind. Head to lifepodcasts.fm to find out more on the positive changes people are making on the continent in Africa State of Mind. Subscribe to this podcast at lifepodcasts.fm or on your favorite podcast app. Subscribing to a live podcast is free.